Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts by Trailblazer Consulting. In this podcast, we highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how you can apply them to your company. We share our experience working with companies to solve their information management challenges. We tackle records retention schedules, program implementation and training, and more complex challenges like asset data management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will discuss the Trailblazer framework that helps facilitate regulatory compliance and address critical aspects of a records and information governance program. Thanks, Lee. Hi, everyone. This is Mora, and I am excited today to talk about, finally, what do we do with everything we learn from the assessment? So if you've been listening to our podcast, you've heard in a lot of detail, how we go about data gathering. How do we find out what's going on in your company in the current state? How are people creating information? Where are they storing it? How are they sharing it? How is it being used? And if you remember, we talked about looking for emerging themes as we get partway through the interviews. And we talked about strengths that might come out and risks that might come out. So those keep those in mind. In fact, as you're entering into this next step, you might want to take a look back at your notes and see what came up as a strength, what came up as a risk, because that's going to help you develop priorities and shape the next steps for your program. So Lee mentioned our framework, and the framework is something that we've developed over many years, and it came out of quick fix attempts. To, to fix a records management problem or an information management problem. And we saw these over and over again, different clients had tried one thing or another uh, to solve a problem. And usually it went like this. Oh, we have a document management problem. We can't find anything. Let's buy some document management software and try and solve the problem with technology. And if you only focus on technology and you haven't thought about the policies around how information is created or the processes for how information is um, shared or updated or stored, then just throwing technology at the problem is expensive and probably not gonna be very successful. The other side of things that we often saw was, we're just gonna let everybody do what they want, but oh yeah, we should probably have one of those retention schedule things. We actually got, we get that call still fairly often. And when we go into a company that's asked us just for a retention schedule, we will do it, but we talk to them about the fact that just having a retention schedule written down is not good enough. You actually have to understand how you're going to apply it. So that is a policy approach. So you have companies taking kind of on their own. They'll think, oh, it's a technology answer. Oh, it's a policy answer. Well, the fact is neither one of those pieces alone is going to solve your problem. And so we look at information management, information governance, holistically, and also very practically. And I got to say, that was a that was an evolution for us because we came out of, I came out of library school and having studied archives and records management and the, uh, and from a federal government perspective, which was kind of the background of that, um, of the education that I had all records are important. They don't all have the same value and they're not going to be kept for the same amount of time, but there's no difference when it comes to 
should we handle them or not? Should we manage them or not? But actually, practically speaking, it is very hard to do that. It is very hard to apply the same level of, of protection, the same level of access, and the same level of implementation technology support to every single record that a company creates. So you really do have to be practical about this. And again, this is where we go back to your strengths and your weaknesses that came out of the assessment. So keeping all this in mind, and I think we also had a discussion a couple of podcasts ago about how important it is to get the right champions in place and get the right people, because this is really about at the base of it, how do people manage information? Information does not live in a vacuum. People interact with it every day to get work done. This is about behavior. So our framework takes all of these things into account. We have six pieces and, and we kind of draw it like a house. At the very top, there's governance. And that's about the people. That's about who's involved, who has responsibility for what. At the very bottom, your foundation is the infrastructure. This is the platform. This is where you're managing, storing information. So that's the bottom line because you're creating something, whether it's paper or electronic, it has to sit somewhere. And then in between, we have four pillars and they are policy, process, data, and applications. Having applications is definitely a recognition of the influence, the impact of electronic information. Because from a purist perspective, it shouldn't matter the type of information that you have and the type of record that you have and what you need to do with it in terms of creating it, um, sharing it, or, or um, retaining it shouldn't matter if it's in paper or electronic form. But the fact is how you do those things is impacted by what form is it? What kind of an application does it sit in? So if we look at those middle pillars, policy lays out what does your company want to do with its information? And usually when we work with a company, we'll help them write a very short policy, two or three pages maybe. And it's basically we'll say, we wanna create the information that we need to run our business efficiently, to optimize our performance and our profits, and to meet all of our regulatory, legal, and fiscal obligations. In a nutshell, that's your policy. You can add to it, you can say who's gonna do what, but that's your policy statement. Process is all about how you run your business and overlaying it, what information do you need to run your business? So for every business process, there's some information coming into that process, there's an action taken, some transformation, and information going out. And that process piece ends up being the heart of how you're going to take your program to the next level. Because ideally, you want the management of the information to be a natural part of how you carry out your work. You don't want to add extra steps. Maura, I know you mentioned governance, policy, and process, and you're going to go over some more. But what I'm wondering, are there any of these pillars that particularly work together? Those last two pillars really work together, the data piece and the applications piece. So the data piece is what information have you got? And it's important to understand how that information maps to each business process. So think about a common process that every company has, accounts payable. You, you get an invoice from somebody 
and you need to pay that invoice. There's a lot of information that flows around that. There's why is somebody sending you an invoice? What did you ask them to do? So then you get to your supply chain or your procurement activity. How did you buy this good or this service? What information is created as part of that process? You might have a master services agreement. You might have a purchase order. You might have a work order. Coming back from that vendor, you have the invoice and you have some kind of proof that they did what you wanted them to do. They did the work or they supplied the materials. So you have a goods receipt or a work performed document. And then you have the approval process. How do we pay this? Out of what account do we pay it? And who authorizes the payment? Each one of those steps creates data. And that's true if that's all happening in paper, if it's happening in email, or if it's happening in an enterprise resource planning system, an accounting system. It's all the same data. But don't forget that fourth pillar where we have the application, because your next step, what are we going to do about this data? That makes a big difference if it's paper, email, or an ERP. Okay. So back to just recap on this framework. There's six parts to it, and you have to address all six parts in order to have a successful program. But you don't have to address them all in lockstep. And you decide which one you're going to tackle first based on those strengths and risks and opportunities that you identified in the assessment. So for example, if you found out that all your business processes were in paper, but they were very well under control, then process might not be the place you need to go. But maybe you're going to look instead at the policy piece. So because Suppose everything's in paper, everything's under control, and no one ever gets rid of anything. So that may be something you learned in your assessment. If you're looking at the legal side of things, you know that you don't want to just keep everything forever. So that might be a place to start. There are many more ways to interpret the data from the assessment to make decisions about where we go next in the roadmap, and we will tackle those in future podcasts. Yeah, I think before we really dive into each aspect of the framework, I think it's important to just kind of go over those pieces again. So governance, policy, process, data content together, applications, and infrastructure. All of those things are what the framework looks at, right? And all of those things are what we or you internally at your company should look at when it comes to a records and information management program. So I, I think that's that's like good enough for this, this podcast because we don't want to make it too long. Um, the framework itself, I mean, it could be used for a number of reasons, right? It can guide your assessment. Maybe you're just looking for what policies are out there in different departments. What processes are they using? What applications are they using? I mean, it can guide assessment questions. You can categorize your recommendations. You had mentioned that, right? Then it kind of guides your program implementation activities as well. The other piece is the framework itself or having a framework also guides your level of completeness to your overall program. You can say, 
you know, I have a governance body, it's in place and we're active. So it's, it's at a certain level, right? We have policies in place. Do we have the right policies, right? You can, you can kind of measure in a visual uh, way uh, and show people where your records and information management program is and how successful it is in certain areas. I think it's a really good point, Lee, about how we use this framework throughout our, uh, every one of our engagements. And it's, and when we talked early on about organizing our questions and going out to talk to people, we, organ, we, we ask people, what about your job? Tell us about your job. And we also ask, what information do you need to do your job? What do you do with it after you're done your part? Where do you find it? Where do you find what you need? Every one of the, those questions behind the scenes, when we're doing our findings, we're doing our evaluations and our analysis, we're saying to ourselves, okay, this person told us that they get information from an outside partner, and usually it comes in via email. So we know first, this is the information that's coming in. That's a content, a data or a content type. Second, it's coming via email. That's the technology that they're using to get this information. Third, they may have said, then we entered into a system. So then we know, okay, here's a big application that's being used to support this business process. And we break down everybody's answers that way into these different elements of the, of the framework. Um, and thank you, Lee, also for saying the data content piece, because I had just said data. From a records perspective, from an information perspective, that's a distinction that doesn't mean a lot, which is why I forgot it. But when that crossover into applications happens, it makes a big difference. If you're talking about structured data, so data in a database, pieces of data that come together with relationships to form a record versus content, which is typically thought of as documents that you manage as a blob, as a file, as a file object, rather than the structured data in a system. Content is also called unstructured data. We look at all of it. And from a context perspective, and even a content perspective, why you have this data, what it's for, and what function it plays in your business, that doesn't change, whether it's structured or unstructured. When you get to the applications, how is it managed? How is it stored? How is it shared? It makes a big difference. So in our framework, we do recognize both. So, so there's a lot more to talk about. We could go on, but we're not going to. We're going to hold back. Um, so please join us for our next episode. We will be talking about how do you manage the priorities? Where do you go with the roadmap? How do you start? Because now you've, you've learned a lot. What do you do with it? Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com. That's info at trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode.